All right, welcome back to the Josh and Ethan show. We're here this week. Um, our schedule's all over the place now. Lots of stuff going on for online camps, but um, we have the soundboard now, and we'll cover Fight for the Fallen, some of the notes to come out of Impact Slammiversary, and I think that's pretty much it, right? Yeah. All right, so... um. I will not explain everything on the soundboard. It'll expand every week, but um, occasionally I'll just tap some of when those we, when things. We find, when we find new material, we'll just add yeah. it. Yeah. Eventually, I want, like, when we say stupid things on the podcast, like, to have sound bites of that. But um, we'll see. So, first off, let's just, do you want to get into Fight for the Fallen? What you thought of it overall? And we've kind of been going through match by match. I think it's better, honestly, given that, especially given that we're a couple days removed like also a week removed from it now just kind of talk yeah. about our overall thoughts as a whole like what really stood out to us yeah so i thought overall it was pretty good i mean AEW. i mean they've yet to put on a pay-per-view that i didn't see and i didn't like um but well i guess this wasn't a pay-per-view but i guess a special event but yeah i, I this overall was pretty good um very I don't think I have anything negative to really say about Fight for the Fallen um except for the fact that maybe it's a, it's a little confusing for me I guess with the whole Cody thing because this was, this was the first match of Fight for the Fallen it was Sonny Kiss and Cody Rhodes uh, he did the open uh, TNT title open challenge and he was acting pretty heelish and they kept uh, panning back to Tony Blanchard and the crowd and oh you probably hear my dog crying in the background but let's ignore that um but it was really confusing because he was heel- he was acting really heelish and it, it kind of seemed like they were teasing some sort of horror horseman like revamp or, or reboot or whatever but then at the end he was like showing signs of respect to Sunny Kiss and then like so maybe they're just trying to throw him off throw us off no but see I think it was like in the heat of the match right now he's getting heelish so like in the middle of the match he's getting frustrated and kind of acting like a heel but like yeah. once he's already won he feels like he can relax so I think he's gonna be kind of like the heel character kind of like like the Steve Austin turn like at Wrestlemania where it's like I have the title now but I have to turn heel to keep the title, and I need, like, FTR and Sean Spears to help me keep the title because, like, I've been struggling defending it every week. So I think it's going to be something more like that. But um, talking about heel turns, Kenny just laying into Mark. By the way, I love that six men. I thought Fight for the Fallen was better than both weeks of Firefest this week. But um, Kenny is laying into Mark after that match. And if you watch BTE, like, he's playing into the character he did, like, months and months ago after the Pac loss. And he was like, I'm just getting started. It's, like, it's totally believable that he, like, was has been a heel this whole time. He's just been pertained to be a face because he's been winning. But then, like, Marco Stunt pissed him off, so he's just weighing out Marco Stunt. So I, I really, if you watch BTE, like, you see it even more. He's just... He's really going for that heel turn. Yeah, and I think he, uh, Kenny, I forgot where it was, where I heard, but Kenny was kind of saying, like, the first year, I guess, of AEW television and, like, the first year that they were, you know, planning out the booking and stuff like that, he didn't want to have as 
big as a role as other people because he wanted to give other people up to have that chance to shine. But I'm I'm really excited to see Kenny kind of go on his own and go back to those old, old gimmicks that everyone loved. Because um, he he is such a good wrestler. He's such yeah. a good gimmick. And I think he can, um, especially starting off with a Hangman feud, even if he ends up winning that, though I think Hangman's probably be him to fervent heel turn even deeper. I think, like, he can start off kind of doing, like, a queener-like thing. Then if Hangman beats him, like, best two out three or something in the feud after he turns on Hangman, then he can go into, like, a new type of heel character that we've never seen before. Because it's like, whoa, yeah. the queener wasn't enough to succeed in AEW. So, like, it puts over AEW just from a promotional standpoint, but it also, like, fervors the thing of, like, he doesn't have to go over the first guy he feuds with after he turns heel. Like, maybe he wins the first match and Hangman beats him twice in a row. Like, that's more the way to do it because they're, like, the given he's been a face for really so long by the standards of how often he changes up his character, it's like it. you really feel that he could have, like, several different layers of being a heel inside of this. And just in general, I want to say the sixth man was great. Jungle Boy is just amazing, needs to be world champion, like, in the next five years, like, main eventing of MJF. Um, Wuchasaurus looked good. Marco looked good. Yeah, I, I want to I wanna just say, like, I really do tip my hat to Marco with that insane destroyer off yeah. of, like, Luchasaurus. The Bucks need like, to have, like, an insane destroyer every week in their matches. Yeah, because the, the, I think it was week two of uh, a Fighter Fest. It was the, I think it was Penta that did the destroyer out into all the people. Yeah. That was awesome. Or yeah, I think it was Punch of Maybe things. Who knows? But yeah, it was um it's just and it was cool because like it was really a match built around Kenny Wing into him at the end and like getting Marco. Like they really like alright, we've had Marco do a lot of jobs here to guys, but it's like we want to not give Marco that win. He's still doing a job. But give him like that credibility after like getting pretty much squashed completely by Wee and Archer. So I think it was really this really helped him a lot, but it didn't feel like it was a pure Marco showcase. Like, the Bucks still look great like they always do. Jungle Boy and Wichasaurus look great like they always do. And actually, they announced next week Jungle Boy and Wichasaurus against Hager and Jericho. Does Jungle Boy pin Jericho, you think? I mean, um, they probably won't do that. Be, I don't know. But the thing is, like, they've been they've been building up a Hager Wichasaurus match, kind of like they've been building up Wichasaurus Wardlow, because, like, they don't have a lot of big guys. And which source is like their only big guy babyface? So like they did the Warjack match with Warlord, so now I feel like you do him and Hager. So And they did like the ten minute draw where Jungle Boy lasted ten minutes, then Jericho's like, add more time, add more time, and Jungle Boy almost beat him. So I wonder if like he can lose in a singles match, but like Jungle Boy needs like that one iconic win. And maybe like pinning Jericho in a tag match would be good. And he doesn't have to like weigh him out or something, like drop like hit her finish. Like if he just gets a roll up or like uh, her as long as he gets yeah. some sort of victory over him. Yeah, I think I think that'd be really good. Or if they say like make that the main event and do TV time remaining, and they go and it, but like they start twenty minutes in, so everyone's like, all right, they'll have twenty minutes to go. But then they actually go like the entire twenty minutes and draw. Just I f I feel like it would hurt Jungle which is Horse to an extent, but especially Jungle Boy just to lose again because Jungle Boy is twelve and sixteen, which Horse is fourteen and nine. So Wuchasaurus is fine right now, but Jungle Boy needs some wins, and he really needs the one iconic win that'll set him apart. 
Yeah, and they don't even need to, like, they don't even need him to have right now, like, that big iconic wing. Just start off small. Like, have him have, him have some decent matches on dark and, like, I don't know, beat Sean Spears or something. Well, that's the thing. He's, like, he's winning on dark almost yeah. every week. So I'm saying it's like, they've, they're already doing that. I think they're going faster with him than we realize. But he's like, I don't watch dark, but I read the results. Like, he's winning on dark a ton. So I think he needs to... He's been on Dynamite almost every week these last couple weeks, which is great. But I think he needs to start getting some wins on Dynamite as well. Because he's won one of, like, his past five matches on Dynamite or something, I would bet. Yeah, but Jungle, Jungle Boy definitely has... He's definitely the star of Jurassic Express. And, you know, he's so young and he has a lot left to do in his career. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what what comes out of him. Yeah, but um I don't know. I I feel really good about the future with the guys like Joe Boy and MJF. But um I really enjoyed Moxley Cage, him do working the arm instead of doing the paradigm shift, using some of the MMA training he's been doing. Um the front towel is great. It kind of protects the FTW championship in the sense that it's like you deserve this cuz you weren't going to tap out. I'd throw talent because I want to save you as your manager. But we know that you, Brian Cage, would never give up. So that's why you're still the FTW champion. And that brings Darby in. So Darby can ever, like, beat Cage and steal the FTW title. Or beat Cage and then lose to Moxley. Or, like, there's, or they can do a freeway at the next pay-per-view. Where maybe, so like, there's so many ways of, like, if you want to beat Darby, if you want to have Darby win. But, um... There's ways to do it, like freeway, several matches, but I, I thought that return was really good, long anticipated. I wish there was a crowd there, but it's fun. And the best thing about it is that it didn't hurt either of them significantly, because Moxley didn't, you know, Moxley had him in the submission, cast her in the towel, so it's not like Brian Cage tapped out. It, it, it kind of protected him. Because Taz was the one that made the decision. It was like, it was, it was a, it was, it was just a smart decision on Taz's hat. Yeah. And it doesn't really hurt him as an actual performer. Yeah, but, um, I mean, anything else we want to talk about in the show? I really enjoyed it. Um, on BTE, if people don't watch that, Brody Weed last two weeks has been the king of the BTE in the main event BTE segment. It's, um, they did a skit where, the Dark Horror guys, Reynolds and Silver, grabbed Griff Garrison because they've been trying to get people to drink the Kool-Aid. But they got Griff Garrison, who's a jobber on Dark, but he kind of has hair like Jungle Boy's. So they thought he was Jungle Boy. And they brought him in and got him to drink the Kool-Aid. Then they're like, Mr. Brody, we have a surprise for you. You know Jungle Boy? And we're just like, we, we was like, all right, show me Jungle Boy. Show me Jungle Boy. And then they turn around, and Brody's is like, this is Griff Garrison. Who? And he's like, why would you bring me Griff Garrison? Everyone's like freaking out, like, who's Griff Garrison? He's like, papers, I need my papers. And Evil Uno pulls out papers. Then he hits Evil Uno over the head with the papers, and Evil Uno falls back and screams. It's just, and then the next week, like, he's yelling at Silver. Like, it just, he is the greatest on BTE. Oh my god. Actually, I watch can, more BT. I don't watch it can we play the audio of that segment? I think we can. It's not like yeah, we're going to get claimed or anything. No, I don't think that. Um, let me just look up. 
Um, I'll play the audio from two weeks ago. It's just, it was so good. This episode is about 30 minutes long as the one if anyone wants to see it. Heinz, honey racha, saucy sauce. I'm gonna thumbs up this anti-vaping ad, which someone should probably be watching, am I right? Yes. Well, more than anti-vaping at this point, to be honest. Alright, here we go. <laughs> the entire show is great every week, but just... Now, here's the thing. It's not an oversight. It's a fuck-up. Okay, do you understand that? It's a fuck-up. You guys fucked up. Once and... Mr. Brody, Mr. Mr. Brody, sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, I'm gonna try to pull the audio a bit. Really sorry about last week's so batter page. You guys kidding me? Look, look, look. We're gonna make it up to you. How? We got, How? We got a surprise for you, Mr. Brody. A surprise for me. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Jungle Boy? Have I ever heard of Jungle Boy? You, you guys know? got Jungle Boy? You know Jungle B? Yeah. yeah. We got Jack Perry. In the room, you got him. Jungle Jack with Perry. The guy from California. He's with got the hair and everything. He's, he's drinking it. He's having fun. He's, he's, he's all in. All right, he's like, yo, dark water. Yeah, let me yes, see. Let me see. Come on. Come on. You'll see for yourself. He tries. He tries. Jungle Boy himself. Jungle Bee. Tell him. Tell him how much you love the dark water. Shut the fuck up, first off. Are you guys fucking kidding me? What do you mean? This is Jungle, not Jungle Boy? What do you mean? The the hair. Hair. This is Griff Garrison! Whoa, who the fuck is Griff Garrison? This is Griff Garrison! You said you're a Jungle Boy! Come fuck! on! Who has papers? I need papers! I need papers! I just happen to have some right you here, sir! Fucking Griff Garrison? Griff Garrison! Who the fuck's Griff Garrison? Who the fuck is Griff I Garrison? God damn it! is my hero. I want you to make so many sound bites out of that clip. <laughs> but <laughs> so it's just yes. Um watch Rudy Lee on BTE. He is just taking over the show. He is an iconic star. Um I can't believe Vince had this guy and just did nothing with him. Also, do you want to talk about how horrible that extreme rules show was? I am for we'll it. Get, we'll get we'll get to that later. I want to okay. do. I want to kind of talk about Slammiversary. Then we can get to the horror show at extreme. It, at more extreme like rules. the horrible show. Am I right? Ha ha ha! Knee slapper. Ha 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 ha! All right. But um. Yeah. So I didn't. I I I didn't see the show live. Slammiversary. But I've seen clips and stuff, and I, I saw like recaps of it. Um. Overall, from what I've seen, it seemed like it was really good, especially the the opening match and the uh, the X Division Championship match. Yeah, it seems like they're heading in good direction, picking up some of those people from WWE. So, um, yeah, I think there was, and there are a lot of people who like their duos even using because they just don't have the space or they don't push the right people. So I think like people like Deion Perazzo, like complete jobber in X UK basically. And then now it's, like, women's championship material. So I don't know if it'll make me start watching Impact because, like, it's a pretty bad rep from the TM and TNA days with me, but like, from the stuff I've seen. But, um, I mean, they definitely seem like they're heading in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, the, the opening match was the Rascals versus the Motor City Machine Guns. Motor City Machine Guns are kind of like an old-school uh, TNA 
impact type team. Well, I thought um, they were from Ring of Honor, right? Uh, I believe so. But I, I, I think I've seen a couple of their matches. They're, you know, they're really good. Um, and they're, like I said, they're, they're kind of around in the earlier days of TNA and Impact. So it's kind of like a, a nostalgia type match. But, you know, I've seen clips from the match and it looked really good. Uh, Bleacher Report rated it a B, which I guess is good. But I don't, I don't know. know. We'll have to see, um, any observer or whatever the star rating is. We'll have to see. Yeah. And then Tommy Dream Tommy Dreamer, I didn't even know he was still wrestling. He fought for the TNA World Championship, which is crazy because I didn't even know Tommy Dreamer was still around. Which I guess good for him. He's still doing stuff. Um Knockouts gaunt- Gauntlet match. I heard this wasn't great. Uh yeah, Bleacher Report gave it a D. Kylie Ray won that. Um and then X Division Championship, Willie Mack versus Chris Bay. I heard this is one of the better matches on the show. I'm not familiar with any of these guys. I think I've seen Willie Mack stuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, th- this whole pay-per-view kind of just caught my eye because I haven't, I haven't really, I don't think I haven't, I haven't seen an episode of Impact in probably four years. Yeah, it was on my radar just because... It was like, oh, EC Free's probably going. Heath Slater's probably going. Deanna Perrazzo's going. Gals and Harrison are going. So it's like, that's why it was on my radar. Yeah. And then Chris Jamrock was on the card, which he hasn't wrestled in forever. And then you had Deanna Perrazzo with the, uh, winning the title. Um, and then Heath Slater popped up. He kind of had a little thing with Rhino, which, I, I mean, that's just great. Everyone loved him and Rhino with their... I have kids thing that was awesome, um, and then EC3 kind of popped up at the end. Um, he was kind of teasing for a while where he was going. He was going back to NXT. He was going to Impact AEW. Uh, but yeah, looks like he's with Impact right now. And, and then Gallows and Anderson also showed up. Yeah, um, a lot of WWE guys popped up. So, do you want to talk about Extreme Rules now? Yes. All right, I want to start so, off with something. No, I, I'm i sorry, I have to start. I'm watching the eye for an eye match. The only match I watched the entirety of was, like, the Swamp Fight and Asuka Sasha. But I, we go to for like the last five minutes, my dad and I, of the eye for an eye match. They are actively trying to hit the eye fervor into the socket for the popping of the eye out even the finish on the stairs he they, he pushes the stairs into the eye and that makes the eye pop out it makes no sense and also so i'm like ray's about to get his eye mushed not popped out mushed but where is dominic like are you gonna sit there and what your dad gets eye taken out or are you gonna run in and make the save right so i'm like all right Dominic's gonna come out and make the save, right? This is gonna be Dominic's big moment. Cause like we've spent like two years now after Dominic trained with Lance Storm. Like, when's Dominic's moment gonna be? He's gonna come in, weigh out some people. It's like, all right, Dominic is here. He is a contracted wrestler. It's his time to shine, right? And we just never got to that. And we're never getting to it, it feels like. So then, like, I so I assume, okay, Murphy has attacked Dominic backstage. 
And then Ray went to make the save, wait out Murphy, so now no one can interfere, but Dominic can't make the save for his dad. But then right after he's like, it's out, I need a towel, I need a doctor, Dominic just runs out and just starts like hook, like helping his dad to his feet. But it's like he didn't make the save for his dad while well, his dad was getting his eye poked out. What's yeah, going on? I, I mean, it, it with Dominic, it's really strange because Survivor Series with the Lesnar storyline with Mysterio, they were like, oh, here's Dominic. He might, he might, you know, be in the ring. And then he had like a spot at Survivor Series that was great. But nothing really happened after that. And then now he's popping up again for this storyline seven months later. The two of them and should show up on... So Ray's not under contracts. So that's why he lost this. He should just go to yeah. AEW and no sell DI and just say sports entertainment is fake. I'm here to do pro wrestling, which is fake as well. You know what I mean? Like, it'll just... It'll be a good moment. They can do spoofs about it on BTE for weeks. Dominic will actually get to wrestle like in a tag team with his dad, or his dad will do a program on the pay per view. And he'll be getting killed, and Dominic will have to like make the save for him. It's like they should just go to AEW. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It felt it's it, whenever it feels like, like Dominic might be making an appearance in the ring, nothing ends up happening. Um, maybe you know he's still under training. But as far as I'm concerned, training is on pause for people at the PT to be used. Yeah. Well, he trained under Lance Storm, so it's like he should know enough to at least run spots. And if he didn't know enough, don't debut him on TV till you at least have a time frame of, okay, he'll be ready to go in the ring in three months. Like, they need to have a timeline. But I would assume he's good enough to at least start on TV, like, after being trained by Lance Storm. And, like, he did some work at the PC, so I don't know. But, um... Sasha and Asuka, awesome match. Finish was so stupid. I got so pissed off. It's like they're trying to drive me away as a viewer. And then the Swamp Fight wasn't even a match. It was the most boring promo I've ever seen. And I guess The Fiend won at the end because Braun Strowman's the dumbest baby face in the history of professional wrestling. I hated the show. What I'm confused about, what I'm confused about is who's the champion? I don't know. And, like, so was Alexa Bliss, like, we were seeing a vision inside of Braun's head? Or is Alexa Bliss actually, like, in cahoots with Bray Wyatt? Or did he make a clone of Alexa Bliss? And then, like, the tables match, like, the beginning, like, the premise of a tables match is so stupid because you can't even do near falls. You just put people through tables. It's, like, I don't even remember what was on the rest of the show. I think there was, like, Nikki Cross and Bailey, But I'm just, the show was so bad. I'm so happy that Raw's doing 1.56 million viewers its lowest ratings ever. Let Raw and SmackDown just die. Let the WWE die. Let AEW and New Japan just take over. Because I cannot watch this anymore. It's horrendous. And the, and the saddest part is, things were looking good for Raw when they had Paul Heyman. And then Vince was like, no, we don't need you anymore. And now, it's garbage again. It's, yeah... Vince needs to, you know, we've said this before and it's horrible, but he needs to kick the bucket because he's to resign. He needs to retire, but he's not, he's never going to retire while he lives. So it's like, I don't want to root for him to die, but if, as long as, as, as long as he is able, physically and mentally able to run the WWE, whether it's good or it's bad, he's going to do it. Yes. The company 
well, he's honestly like not mentally able at this point. But the company will always survive as long as it has Saudi Arabia and TV. It's always going to have Saudi Arabia until relations break down with them too much, which it's so far it seems like they've been repaired. TV money, if the ratings, Fox signed them to do double in 18 to 49 of what they're actually doing. Fox will not re-sign them for as much money if they re-sign them at all. USA will keep them for forever, but Raw is like USA's main show. So you think USA is going to be able to pay them as much as last time? I don't think that they will make as much money. I'm not saying they're going to be bankrupt in four years, but they, they are on a very slow decline. Well, they're on a very fast decline from a viewership standpoint, and they're on a very slow decline financially because of these contracts being so long. But I 20 years from now, like, if AEW keeps slowly growing at the rate that they were before the pandemic, say we get out of the pandemic slump two, three years from now, or even one year from now, because there's promising news on the vaccine, it looks like, that could maybe hit us by this fall. We could be getting shots that last for up to a year. Like, with that, say you get fans in a year from now, because then the vaccine's had enough time to be properly distributed and tested to make sure that works in everyone, because I know there's a few issues with that. So you have... Full quality dynamite that was doing great in eighteen forty nine, which is still actually doing pretty good in eighteen forty nine, and was growing steadily. You're looking at like five, ten years from now, like doing over a million viewers. Roth, they continue at this rate of decline. When XC and AEW are actually rising again, even though there's a pandemic, Raw and SmackDown are still dropping. Like if they continue that rate of decline, like AEW Dynamite could be doing better than Raw five years from now. Yeah. And if you, like, that is insane. AEW was born at the start of, like, 2019. WWE has had this TV deal on USA for, what, 20 years? Like, it's completely insane. Yeah, but overall, I think WWE just, especially during this, the saddest part is, is during this pandemic, you would think, Viewers were, viewership would go up because people are at home and they have nothing else to do. But the fact that everyone has is at home and is forced to watch wrestling because it's the only sport that's on, and their views are still going down, well, that no, has to be alarming some bells. That has to be raising some flags. To be fair, news viewership is up pretty high because people want news on like a vaccine and like some of the police brutality cases. But I think there is something to that where at least like. Not everyone's going to be watching news from 9 to 10 every night. That's not the big hour for news necessarily. So you're right that like at least certain hours of their programming should be going up. Yeah. And still, it's still failing. Like, WWE, I guess, I think everything started to go downhill for WWE. Um recently was when they let go of Paul Heyman because he was doing great on Raw he was doing fantastic Raw was becoming watchable again yeah like I, I actually could yeah. half in, I could half enjoy Raw like I'd seen MVP promo and be like that was a pretty good promo it's like they had made me feel like I had somewhat enjoyed watching Bobby Lashley be all steroid and put people in full Nelsons and it's like that's a real achievement but like Apollo being the champ. I know, Apollo Crews finally got an opportunity. Like, ugh. Yeah, and with him... With him doing the whole thing with... Um... Uh... 
blinking. Oh yeah, I think he was he was the one that was doing the stuff with Shayna and Becky, right? Yeah. He was running that story. Yeah, so Shayna's just falling off a cliff now. And WWE was just like, no, we don't like we don't like Shayna because you know she's an MMA person and we don't like her. Even though, like, yeah. Brock Lesnar is their biggest star, even though he just jumps around and throws people. And now they're scripting Shayna. They're not using Bianca Belair like they should be. Like, the tag team division is probably the worst it's been in a long time. Yeah. It's... And that's after they made the tag team of Andrade and Angel Garza. Yes. That, honestly... Garza and Andrade are probably one of the best tag teams on WWE television right now. And even they're not great yeah. right now. Alright, do we have anything else? Um, I guess I just I kinda wanna we forgot to mention uh Vicky Guerrero. Oh yes. I I totally forgot. I Island. love that so much. Her music, where it's like her saying "excuse me," like pitch distorted and stuff, and sound distorted. Yeah, and it's like a remix. The promo, it's just it's 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 going to be so good. Her behind Nyla, it's just I cannot wait. Like, put the title back on Nyla now. I'm so into it. All right, um, let's listen. Oh let's listen to a soundbite that I have to bring to two parts. I'm using the free version of Warp, but um, and then. We will just take it out. Stay wildaholics. Um, thank remember you. Remember that. Remember that. If you put on a referee shirt, you're a referee. Yeah. Remember that. If um, you're if you don't show up to a championship match, that automatically makes the other person a champion. Remember, and um, if you ever in a mixed match challenge with someone, they're automatically your crush. Who we will instantly enter your head and see your weed dream, and like on our television set. So that's great. All right. Thank you for listening.